from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, August 17th, 2012, and it's a very special episode of The Relevant Podcast. Yes, folks, this episode marks our seven-year anniversary doing this show. There you go. We wow. did it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the first one we, we set out to say, we need seven years exactly. Okay? <laughs> finally. Mission accomplished, America. We finally yeah. paid it off. <laughs> Wait, we had a seven-year payment plan on this. I don't know. To we paid for like eight times right listeners. now. I think. Yeah. We, I, I don't think we got a great deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we. This is a rent-to-own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your host Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios is the very lovely Maya Strang. Hello, everybody. To her left, Calvin Kearley. I will be your co-pilot. <laughs> and not on the Skype line here in the studio, live with us for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Very Slow excited clap. to be here. Thank Welcome. You. Wow. Love Orlando, uh, Virginia. And over there, over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michaels. Neighbor. Hello, friends. I, I do not know what to do because I, I hear Jesse's voice, but it sounds very clear. And i just like to say this is the best established connection we've ever had on Skype. Yeah. <laughs> so just thank you. A personal connection. Personal yeah, connection yeah. that Jesse and I have going well, you, on right now. You two are holding hands, right. so that's very nice. It's yeah. very, very intimate. Y- usually when I record via Skype, I have a whole little sock puppet theater that I set up. <laughs> uh, and I've driven, yeah. you know, I, I've written like little... Uh, Name tags and drawn your faces yeah, on these. On these, yeah, it's pretty, very creepy. It's sort of a yeah. shrine. I assume, like the way I picture the way that you record is that you're sitting, like in your childhood bedroom. Yeah. On the bed. Yeah. Like snuggled up with your on, pillows like and stuffed bed. animals. Yeah. With with your headphones on and your laptop in your lap. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm actually under the covers with a flashlight. <laughs> you know? it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good setup. I that got. would make a lot of sense actually. Yeah. People may be wondering why I'm. Sounding like I'm sick. I'm not sick at all. Mm-mm. My voice is shot because of how we have begun our week of, of podcast celebrations. I'll say you're probably the opposite of sick. You've probably never been better. <laughs> I am euphoric. Yeah, still. You're on a high that is going to be a long time before you come back down. Last night to celebrate the podcast anniversary, we went to Medieval Times. Yeah. Uh, Calvin was not allowed to go. No. His his mom didn't let him go because <laughs> it was a school night. But it was school night. But uh, but uh, Jesse and Maya and me and Chad and his wife all all went, and it was a night literally to remember. <laughs> see what you did there. It was yeah. full of magic, and by magic I mean actual magic. Actual we, magic. Were, we we we. Drove past a wizard. We, we, did. we took it just to get there. It was a quest in and of its own. <laughs> it was. If you've never been to the old realm of Kissimmee, Florida, uh, it is a, a magical land of wizard gift shops, shell worlds, sh- out of business shell worlds, and medieval times. Um, and so we 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 got there, and um, uh, you walk in, and it's it's a grand room of suits of armor. 
where you go in, right? A grand hall. Grand hall, yeah. so, the, so to speak. And then you go and get your picture taken on the throne, which we did. <laughs> Naturally. Right. Of course, yeah. And then and then we were able to browse around uh, while we waited for our show to begin. And uh, while you browsed, the first thing you came upon was a falconer. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're mingling with the folks, uh, and Jesse had uh, an encounter with Yeah, he, he was not a very personable falconer. No. Like, I pictured, like... birds. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, prefers birds to Yeah, he, they're the reason the guy became a falconer. Like, he enjoys the company of, of falcons as right, two yeah. parishioners But he of wasn't medieval. as grand. I would, if I was a falconer, I would own well, the fact well, that I'm a falconer. That's what I, I was saying er, last night, that... You know, this guy, he was kind of a wallflower. Clearly, he didn't want to talk because I was trying to Mm -hmm. strike up conversation. I was just getting one-word answers. Like, just, I almost felt like, you know, he was almost being rude. But we're talking about if if one of us was a falconer, one... Along with the falcon, I have a hype man right. to announce the falconer is coming. The falconer <laughs> like running through the room, yeah, and, and not like a hip hop. I'm talking like old school, yeah. but like like whispering, like to old people. school, like 1200s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and maybe yeah. like people wouldn't even know he worked for me. He's just an excited guy <laughs> that runs oh, ahead a of town me. Crier. Yeah, like the falconer is coming. Bell. Have you heard? Have you heard? He's he's on his way. And then I would come in spinning. And I don't even know if I have the Falcon. I don't even know if I need it with me at that point. Because the Falconer is the show, not the Falcon. You would spin like entering a ball? Yes. And, And I would then announce... In the third person, the Falconer is here! <laughs> to, to a roaring applause. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously. And then I would have multiple Falcons <laughs> land on my shoulders and arms. Just land on you. Yeah. The but guy, that did not happen. Yeah, clearly the guy last night has not talked to you about this previously. Yeah, because... he kind of he kind of had a Falcon-like demeanor. Mm-hmm. You know? He had he had the scowl yeah. of a bird of prey. He did. How do you train a Falcon? What kind of food? I, okay, so I I tweeted this last night. How do you how do you become a falconer? And nine out of ten replies were you don't choose to become a falconer. Right. The falcon chooses you. Sure. You know. But then somebody sent me an actual link. They looked it up. Apparently, it takes seven years of training to become a certified falconer. Certified, so you can get a a certificate I, yeah. of accomplishment. So, I guess. So if we so had started when the, when the podcast started at this point in our careers, yeah. we could all be <laughs> falconers. Yeah. Let, let's put that in perspective <laughs> about how long that guy had trained to take crap from people like us in the lobby of medieval times. <laughs> you know, from like wise guys, like you know, because the guy was relatively young. Like he probably started at a young age he's like you know mom dad i've i've decided i'm not going to college <laughs> i'm going to be a falconer's apprentice <laughs> what, what, what are your career options once you get your certificate you know mm-hmm. really where are you going to gain employment being a falconer you can either do the atlanta falcons games okay. or the, where they do the falcon sure. or a handful of medieval right. times a handful of medieval times probably some sea world uh, has that zoos. person yeah, right. that, like where the birds fly up and then yeah. they fly down yeah it's some amusement parks they places. would have some bird shows i just like to imagine this guy going to just get a regular like office cubicle job <laughs> you know, like well, district district manager, and then under like special skills at the bottom of the resume, falconer. falconer. Or his business card says district manager slash falconer. falconer. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I understand you want my services. Do, I, I have a lot of sales stuff too, but just in case on the business card, yeah, it does, I'm, an, I'm a it, notary. Yeah, it, and, and I'm uh, a falconer. Yeah, I, I am a falconer. So which one are you calling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, and if he wore his falconer apparel, because to I, be a notary. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, be, <laughs> well because the well, falcon is the witness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Le- they, leave they your are, mark. 
<laughs> and they are as smart as humans. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, everyone there is is dressed in in in, in period clothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the falconer has like the, it's a lot of leather. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, the talons. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's got talons flying at him. Right. But I wonder. I kind of <laughs> had the hunch looking at this guy. That he probably wears that anyway. <laughs> like he probably wears Falconer gear. That's what he wears on a date night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but but the 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 pinnacle of his performance. I mean, we'll get to the rest of the night. But I mean, he came out. They have a couple kind of cheesy warm up acts. You know, like the dressage the, and, and the dancing horses. Yeah, and the horses dance and leap, and it's not really that cool because at some point, like the horses. Whoever played like basketball in high school, at one point it was like an extended time where the horses were doing the three man weave, just back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. But it was like, I don't need to see five minutes of this. I got it, you know. But the Falconer, he, you know, they released the Falcon. And he <laughs> Release has, the Falcon! Yeah, yeah. And he stands there with like, like a, a, a this is true. A dead, mouse on a, a dead mouse on the end of a string. And he's waving it around yeah. and, and like teasing the Falcon with it. Yeah, the Falcon keeps swooping in trying to eat the dead mouse and yeah. he yanks it away at the last second yeah. and he swoops mm-hmm. through. So that's how. That's how you motivate a Falcon. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it took seven years for that. That's, I yeah. mean, <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Not buying a Falcon. <laughs> it's like six months in. They're like, all right. Uh, so you, uh, we, you met your falcon. We got you fitted for the leather. Uh, we're gonna do the mouse swing now. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, the next six and a half years, you just kind of practice that. <laughs> it's more so, of a figure eight than just yeah. a semicircle. You're, yeah. Yeah, it you're takes a ready. long time. You're to not get ready. This. So, so while we're waiting for, to enter the show, we're perusing the knives and the swords and the essentially the letter openers. Yeah, right. Uh, I, we procured various goblets. And and I have a gold nighthead cup that I'm now drinking my vitamin water out of. Pure gold. It tastes amazing, doesn't it? And it's pure gold. So if you've ever had vitamin water out of pure gold, you know what I'm experiencing right now. <laughs> LeBron James does it every day. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tosses uh, the gold away. Can I, yeah. Can I just say only sociopaths drink vitamin water out of pure gold regularly? <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. And, and so anyway, then you're if you know the premise of medieval times, there are not there are nine of them around the country. So many of you do. Uh, it is a castle where you are and you eat dinner. Period. Fair, of course. Yeah. Uh, in a in a stadium uh, seating kind of uh, big tournament thing. You know, you're watching this this uh, medieval tournament that's going to be happening while you eat your dinner. And you each... Like an arena? Yeah, an arena, right. Uh, uh, And so uh, it's a five-row deep arena. Um, Mm Kind of like a rodeo pen. There you go. But it's all medieval. Yeah. So you are assigned to a knight. A knight. Mm -hmm. We were the black and white knight. And there are six different knights. And the premise is there's a king and a princess. And they uh, the six best knights in the land are competing in nightly games um, for some prize. I don't know. It, it, but but they, they, for, for the they, hand of the princess. Yeah, yeah right? for the lady. Yeah, yeah for the, the lady. ultimate prize. And, and by nightly the games, you mean some... At first, they do like these cheesy jousts, you know, where they're riding to like, you know, put their... You know, spear through like rings and targets and things. You're like, oh, you know, that, that seems like a fairly civil way to determine who's going to marry this woman. But really, that was just a build up because they end up all fighting to the death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like yeah. in front of everyone. Yeah. Right? Right. Death yeah. matches. So, so the, you know, you're wearing, they give you the Burger King crowns of your of your knight mm-hmm. and then you can buy flags and you're supposed to cheer on your knight to victory. <laughs> Which obviously we did. We <laughs> took that 
to another level. Very, very. Oh, yeah. And I just uh, realized I have a photo, a good photo of our nights. The back of him, how long and curly his hair was. Oh, the oh it was glorious. Our, yeah. our guy's hair was, glorious. was great. Yeah, so, so three of the six nights live the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had <laughs> glorious, past their shoulder length, you know, hair, yeah. you know, and, and you know that that is, they walk around when they're at Publix, yeah. they're like, you know, they're in yeah. night yeah, mode. They're loud yeah. and proud. Yeah, people know that I'm yeah. right, you know. Right. <laughs> and then the other three guys probably had modern haircuts because they were they had to wear hoods. Yeah, they <laughs> so, were. So anyway, uh, so not only did we take on the task of cheering on our night to victory, we thought the best way to to help him would be to uh, berate and demean all of the other knights. Right. A, a lot of people who've ever been involved in one know that a fight to the death is 90% mental. If someone <laughs> is in your head, mm-hmm. it's over. Yeah, right. The game's over. You so know? we got in the head of all the other knights, and that's why I lost my voice. Yeah, particularly the yellow knight. The yellow knight. Yellow, I yeah. can't stand the yellow yeah. knight. And he still... talks smack back to us. Yeah, I mean, because we're standing up as he's riding by on his little horse, and we're just in his face, just jawing him like he was, you know... You know, Stan Van Gundy. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we're just in his face being relentless. He stops, points at us, and starts drawing back. Yeah. He did the uh, he did the Aaron Rodgers discount double check. Like championship, the championship belt, belt yep. motion. He, he, he looked a little at, surprised that, yeah. that, that there He's were like, people taunting him. You know, yeah. Taunt yeah, he me. did. Yeah. He's like, you're supposed to cheer for your guy. Yeah. Oh, and then we were just ruthless. Because we were surrounded by families and young children, and then there's us. Yeah, we were uh, <laughs> yelling. I'm yeah. pretty sure, though, that those kids had the night of their life because of they us sitting there. They looked back and smiled quite a bit. Yeah. The father looked a little perturbed, but yeah. you know, that's his problem, not ours. My right right. Not <laughs> ours. That's probably when I stood hilarious. up and yelled off with his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It probably didn't help matters at all, but. I was like, stab him! Yeah. Kill him! Sick the falcon on this <laughs> yeah. man! Yeah. Yeah. No, anyway, so we had. Our night died first. Yeah, our yeah. night was the worst was night of bummer. all the he nights. It was horrible. He died twice because then he came back out in another costume. Yeah. Another costume. Yeah. He yeah. died again. Died again. Like, what a loser. Yeah. We got a picture with him. But seriously, the Yellow Knight, like afterwards, <laughs> you're in the Grand Hall and you're allowed to mingle with your knights and get pictures and autographs and stuff. And uh, everybody was procure- They were in the the lords and ladies rooms, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I made it out to the Grand Hall first, and I'm just standing there waiting for the rest of our group. And all of a sudden, out of the hallway behind me, the Yellow Knight emerged, <laughs> and I was by myself. And I know he knew what, what He's I was a little bigger like, than we thought. <laughs> he was he was pointing at my glasses all night and trying to make fun of me and stuff. And so I knew he, and I saw my crown on and everything. So what did you do? I kind of went up the stairs. I kinda, <laughs> I kinda, ran. I, I it wasn't uncomfortable. I was standing there and I, I go, oh, I'm by myself. <laughs> so I just went around the corner and waited for my group. And I was like, all right, guys, see you all nights out there. I was just warning We, we can take them together, guys. Yeah, yeah listen, yeah. we got to find another door because the yellow nights right out there. <laughs> Is there another exit? Yeah. <laughs> so we got pictures with some of the various nights. Mm-hmm. But our night was absolutely a disappointment. Oh, he was terrible. Yeah. I, I complained to the manager about it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He, was in, he, he was, did he was hit on, on yeah. Casey, on Chad's wife. She yeah. was the first to get the flower. Like he looked right at her and threw, threw that right flower at her. right to her. Whoa! Yep. So I took it and well, threw it back. <laughs> yeah. Not on my watch. Yeah, black it was and like white a home night. run at an away game. <laughs> that long <laughs> hair and get out of here. Wrigley Field. Yeah. And I threw that baseball right back yeah. on the field. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. It was a good way to commemorate the seven years. Yeah. Nobody really seemed to have a sense of humor there, though. Nobody. Did, because yeah. I asked the lady behind the uh, behind the counter. I said, "So has anyone ever died at one of these?" <laughs> and she just looked at me very, very awkwardly. 
It was like my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it was just too soon. Maybe yeah, someone maybe just no, died. They, no, they really didn't. Nobody. It's, so you working on medieval times? Yeah. I don't know. I just I felt like nobody alluded to the our our server, our server guy, our surf. He uh, he he kind of got that. Yeah, I'm, I'm working. On I, I wanted. To, I got into but, character with him. But because... everybody else <laughs> really took their character seriously. Yeah. But when we had him, and he was sort of our, he introduced himself as our waiter. But I was thinking, no, he is our serf, and we are, you know, obviously royalty at this. Your serfs and winches. Yeah. So I threw a cup of water in his face right away, <laughs> just mm-hmm. to establish. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just to let you know, this is what you're in for tonight. You know. I think he appreciated it. Yeah. Every time he walked away, like brought something, I was like, away from me, and I threw another glass right <laughs> in his face. You know? <laughs> I mean, Did that's you, what we're paying for. I would have made the waiter or wench, whatever you call them. Like test the food first, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, to see if it was poison. Yeah. The the yeah. winches on our side served uh, the the bar drinks. They were the bar winches, mm-hmm. and uh, and all the food was served by serfs. I threw drinks in all of their faces. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just like the side. assistant manager comes by, hey, how's your meal tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Throw it in his face. Right. <laughs> it's a dastardly. Yeah. <laughs> got him again. I felt like we it's were actually, more. Uh, sorry, sir. It was actually really good. Really. <laughs> really, really you know, good. This, Great time. Yeah. This is perfectly cooked chicken. <laughs> this was chicken. Now right? that I've covered your face with Sierra Mist, I can actually <laughs> let you know. Mist. It was really Sierra good. Mist, actually, actually that literally was. I heard the, I heard the, the the winch coming down the line, and and she goes to somebody down a few seats down. She goes, "Sierra missed, my lord." <laughs> Sierra missed, my lord. And I'm like, yeah, that's maybe one line you don't have to commit to the character. You know, if you're if you're talking about Pepsi products, you you can break character for that. Anyway, it was fun. I don't know why we did it actually. I just thought it would be funny. Just something to do. We was. almost went zip lining. Uh, well, right. okay, okay, so. Th- we were planning a day activity and then a night activity. And so we were looking. We're like, all right, let's go do water jetpacks. Yeah. Maya was like, I got a group on forum. Let's hit it up. And so we were we were going to do that. I went to book it on Friday night, and Maya couldn't find the group on anymore. And so they had raised their prices to $250 for a half hour Whoa. per person. Wow. Which is outrageous. Like, yeah, yeah, not worth it. So then I was like, well, let's go ziplining. You know, we had talked on the podcast about yeah. how there's that zipline roller coaster down in Kissimmee, which I knew we were having dinner down there. Mm-hmm. So we went to check that out. And, and it was like, yeah, you, it's a four-hour adventure. You go 65 feet in the air. You're flying at 30 miles an hour through ziplines, treetops. I'm like, and then you can go on this ro- zipline roller coaster. I'm like, heck, yeah, $135. Like the world's most expensive amusement. Yeah, like again, it's not worth Disney. it. Yeah. Not worth it. So we ended up just watching basketball and Shark Week. Yeah, which Shark Week is as thrilling as any zip line on earth. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Appropriately, Jesse arrived the day that they kicked off Shark Week, mm-hmm. and so yeah, um, our seventh year anniversary podcast just happens to be on Shark Week, <laughs> yeah. which is best case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we get rolling. <laughs> Um, it's time for entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday. We got a bunch. Tuesday, August 21st. 10th Avenue North is coming out with The Struggle. Maybe releasing their album was a struggle. You know what I realized? I'm sorry. You know what I realized? I was listening to this the other day. I have officially turned into the guy who comically analyzes band, album, or song names. Like every time. Every it's time like now. I'm in a rut. Like It's like the, my intro. I can't do anything but that. Okay. Try and not do it this time. Uh, Watch it be it. a really good one. You know? <laughs> <You're> like, oh. <laughs> Block party with four. Nah, mm-hmm. I can move on. No problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. The darkness with hotcakes. 
hotcakes. That's, mm. that's a good See, that's one. It's tempting. It's it's okay though. I yeah. like to eat hotcakes in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm ashamed that I eat so many hotcakes and right. I re- I require darkness yeah. so that I'm not. So I don't catch a reflection of myself eating the hotcakes, <laughs> just devouring them. I, I've gone through some dark stuff. Uh, yeah. So. Owl, it's, it's a struggle. Owl City. <laughs> uh, not to be confused with the Falconer. Owl Dang it. See, I can't. See? There it is. Yeah. I can't. Owl City, uh, otherwise known as Medieval Times. Uh, the, Midsummer sec- uh, the Midsummer Station is coming out. It took him seven years to put out that album. <laughs> <laughs> Project 86 with Wait for the Siren. Like the old Christian group? Yeah, Project 86, Andrew Swap, okay. former uh, author yeah, yeah. of ours. Yeah. Um, wait for the siren. Uh, only the only way that this title is appropriate is if the last note you hear on their album mm-hmm. is, is a siren. siren. Oh, yeah, and just they got you to it. wait for it. Just keep yeah. waiting for it. Grizzly Bear is coming out with <laughs> Yellow House. It's amazing how musical those grizzly bears are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, <laughs> See I can, I'm, just, I'm fine. Fast. I'm just gonna own it. They're Whatever. fascinating creatures. <laughs> the heavy with glorious day. I like the heavy actually quite a bit. It's a good album. Uh, Fortet with pink. And our pick of the week, Yay Sayer with Fragrant World. I'm a nice thing. Fragrant World would fit in perfectly well on 192 in Kissimmee next to Shell World, Denim World, yeah. Gift World. Fragrant, Fragrant World. world. Yeah. It's where you can buy your colognes. Uh, would it be abandoned like the other ones? Probably. Well, the only ones that were abandoned were a couple of motels <laughs> the shell and so all, that, the shell all the Shell Worlds. We saw three different Why Shell Worlds. Why would you worlds. need a Shell World on Kissimmee? Kissimmee? We saw three different Shell Worlds and they were all Over abandoned. The and they were really large buildings. Well, what's that, our, well, that's what you call Vagrant World. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what's our what's proximity to the ocean? Uh, From, 45 minutes. Okay. No, 30 miles. Dewey's. 30 yeah. miles to Coco. So... Yeah. I mean, why do people want to go shell shopping? I, I don't know. It just it seemed confusing to me. Because it's in the tourist area, and maybe those tourists didn't go over to the beach, but they went to Florida, so they have to have shells when they go home. Well, obviously, it wasn't a very good business model because yeah, because they were out of business. <laughs> um, movies coming out on Friday, August twenty fourth. Premium Rush, the Jordan or Joseph Gordon Levitt flick. Oh, is that the one where he's like a bike courier? Yeah, he's a bike courier. I think they made the filmmakers made a huge mistake. I thought when I first heard about it, I was thinking, obviously he's on rollerblades. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they really missed an opportunity to make an awesome movie. But how come, like in New York and stuff, you would think that those bike couriers would actually be able to be more nimble if they were in rollerblades? How come that's not more common? Because you could, I mean, you wouldn't have to you were on tie your bike up and stuff. But you could fly around, even <laughs> when you're in the office thing. building. You know the downside of that is wearing rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing's worse than walking in rollerblades. You know that moment where you can't quite glide, but you got to do that like 30 feet step over to your left. And you got to yeah. chick, 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 When was the last time you had this frustration there, Calvin? I feel like I dream about it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've never been on rollerblades in my Don't life. Lie. No, no really? you couldn't. How would you know what you just said then? It seems that way to me. <laughs> uh, I've experienced it in skis. I've gone skiing, and I, th- I think it's a similar thing. But I've never rollerbladed. 
You know they make adult size of those uh, wheelie shoes. Heelys, yeah. Yeah, Heelys. Yeah. Oh, that I would do. Yeah. yeah. LA lights. I mean, let's be honest. Without a doubt. But, okay, it's total transparency here. <laughs> it, it, if rollerblading didn't have the social baggage that it has, you guys all know what I'm saying. Okay. Fanny packs and shorts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you look like a goof. People are laughing at you. Even if you think people aren't laughing at you, they are. Okay. Let's say either you just totally didn't care about that or that didn't exist. Or you're a knight. Yeah, or you're a knight. And you, you, or you have a sword because no one's going to say anything to you then. Isn't it kind of cool? Like, isn't it kind of cool to be like, dude, I, I'm, I, I've got nothing. I'm not on a bike. I'm not on any vehicle. I'm just running really fast because i got wheels in lines on my feet. Like, it's kind of cool when you think about it. No. No. Well, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> be hitting Virginia soon. Also coming out, Hit and Run with uh, Bradley Cooper and Kristen Bell. Okay, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. Well, I lie down on your wood floor So my brain and body took course And the light ended as though it never was It all began to feel insane I wanna know where we keep the rain Sylvia, right back where you came from This week's podcast is sponsored by Catalyst. This year's conference is happening October 3rd through the 5th in Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll hear from leading communicators like Andy Stanley, Francis Chan, Mark Burnett, and many more. Register by Thursday, August 23rd, and save $100 off the normal ticket price, an exclusive offer just for Relevant. To lock in this exclusive rate, enter the code RMG when you call 888-334-6569 or when you visit catalystconference.com. You're listening to Passion Pit. The song is Cry Like a Ghost. In the Passion Pit. In the darkness. Eating your hotcakes. They're toying with the darkness this fall. That would be an amazing bill. Also, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Asteroids Galaxy Tour with Dollars in the Night. That's awesome. Uh, well, N-I, N-I, awesome. Uh, G-H-T, not K-N. Because last night was a night to remember. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was what they actually said. <laughs> <laughs> Did they really say that? Yeah, that's what the, the, the pictures that we took, mm-hmm. they yeah, said we bought, to remember. Yeah. We did. We bought all the souvenir photos. We did. Yeah. I, I just want to apologize again for my voice. I really let the Yellow Knight have it. You, and I you was, did not hold back. I was living in the moment yeah. and was not thinking about the fact that hundred, you know, a lot of people would have to hear the... Uh, I'm just sorry. But You're let's just, just passionate say. Watcher. Well, you know, I, I knew when it happened. I knew when I hurt my voice. Yeah. It was the first scream. I screamed, I hate you with every <laughs> ounce of my being, Yellow Knight. <laughs> and I could, hard. I could feel a tear. And I was like, well, it's all down in from here. He had it coming, though. That Yellow Knight had it coming. <laughs> okay, it's time for slices. We get to watch Jesse do it. All right, here we yeah, go. Yeah, this is this. 
I may disappoint you all. Um, <laughs> Take it away, Jesse. All right, so uh, if any of you guys were watching baseball this past week, we're watching the San Francisco Giants nope. game. I don't know nope. if anyone was. I wasn't, but um, I did see this headline that a DeLorean made an appearance at the San Francisco Giants game. So my immediate thought was that it was uh, Brian Wilson, the eccentric pitcher sure. uh, of the, uh, you know, of the Giants. Uh, if if you guys have seen Giants games in the past, the the stadium backs up right to the San Francisco Bay, and sure. people will like park their boats there because yeah. you can kind of still see the jumbotron and try to catch home run balls. Yeah. I have seen that. Yeah. So out of nowhere, imagine a night game where a DeLorean. Okay, the the DeLorean is the car with the gold wing doors from the back to, made famous in the Back to the Future movies. Mm-hmm. A DeLorean produced only for two years, nineteen eighty one, nineteen eighty two. Yes, it all made of all solid steel. A lot of people don't know that too, but you're you're sitting there watching the baseball game, watching it on TV. Maybe you're in your boat in the San Francisco Bay, or your kayak. Yeah, or your kayak with your with your net to get home run balls, and <laughs> out of net. Yeah, yeah, out of nowhere comes flying a DeLorean. Not fly. Hub. A DeLorean hovercraft on the surface of the water <gasps> no. comes out of no. nowhere, That's just awesome. rides to the middle of the boats and starts doing <laughs> starts doing donuts, like right in the middle of this all the boats. This did not happen. How have I not heard about it? Just this? owning it. So wow. the story is this guy, he literally started a Kickstart campaign awesome. for this, which is I'm creating a DeLorean hovercraft that I'm going to ride in the middle of a Sunday night baseball game at San Francisco in San Francisco <laughs> Bay. Me. Yeah, who wants to fund me? Uh, the best Kickstart campaign ever, and it only cost them fifty six hundred dollars. What you're telling you a DeLorean hovercraft? You put an extra zero on that thing for me. That's <laughs> that's how much it's worth. I, I would pay almost sixty thousand dollars for that. What's um, really cool about thing you should uh, that thing you should see what it does when you get it up to eighty eight knots an hour. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you they know, should try it though. Well, you know why it was a hovercraft. Because where he's going, he's not going to need roads. Need roads. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. Does, doesn't need the roads. So um, that was a good line. It was like, yeah. oh, he did not just say that. And then he flies off, right? Yeah. Oh, that was good then, yeah. yeah. So he yeah. did some donuts for a while. Uh, I saw, <laughs> I saw one video where he sideswiped some rocks, and it looks like he damaged the DeLorean pretty bad. But he was able to drive away in the end. And I mean, he just wanted to go interrupt the baseball game. With and an awesome there's there's one video that shows, and it looks like he just went to this marina not far away, and got like all these hipsters to push him in the DeLorean like into the water, and you just see them on the shore just like, yes, we just pushed a hovercraft DeLorean into the water. That was awesome. And the guy just tears off. It's like that DeLorean only has one speed, and that's pedal to the floor. That's um, awesome. So uh, that's a good goal in life. Yeah, I mean, mission accomplished, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, check that one. And out. the look on his face because the you know ESPN are filming the baseball and they have really good cameras, so they zoomed right in, <laughs> and you can just see him. It's the face of yeah. someone of what you'd imagine, someone who's driving a hovercraft DeLorean. To it look wasn't like. Michael Fox. <laughs> well, possibly. Um, I do have one more quick slice, just because this one had a really good line in it. Um, that a a chimpanzee has 
broken loose. And a, a few weeks ago, people may remember a news alert. Yeah, a news, news alert. Breaking. A chimp, two chimps that went berserk on the Las Vegas Strip. Do you guys remember that story? No. No, I don't think so. Uh, a couple chimpanzees got out and they were like bashing up cars and the <laughs> animal control had to go and tranquilize them. Okay. So they brought them back to these people who are chimpanzee caretakers and uh-huh. said, listen, you guys really got to lock these guys down. Well, they escaped again, <laughs> okay. and they're saying they're figuring they're figuring out the cage apparatus. Yeah, and um, the, my favorite line from the story is, you know, the bars were bent from the inside. No way. And the inspector <gasps> said, you know, well, obviously someone helped these chimps escape, and the owner of the chimp, his, his line was simply. You have no idea how strong a chimpanzee is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like scripted, like you know. Well, so, so like they have metal bars, and the chimps just—they're strong enough to just, get out. They're that—they want to get out to Vegas. Yeah, the, what I, happens in Vegas? Yeah, Vegas. I, I don't think this should be shocking to any of us that yeah, the the desire for chimpanzee freedom is strong enough to bend steel. Yeah, it's just not sh- shocking to me. Wow, what do you have, Maya? So the Olympics wrapped up last week, so we are without our plethora of random sports on TV. Well, in a, German, in a small town in Germany, there is a championship going on that's, that's an annual thing. of It's called the Bavarian Mach, Bavarians gather around to do the finger-pulling fest. Finger-pulling. Like Chinese handcuffs? Basically, it's a leather. It's these guys. They actually work out and train their middle fingers <laughs> to be locked together with a leather, um, like a falconer strap, like a falconer leather strap okay. together, and they basically pull until you pull the other guy over the um, table, and then you win. Um, they said it's very. They have to have a really high tolerance for pl- for pain. There is blood that, <laughs> that happens. Gosh. People bleed. Wait, on, where does the blood come from? Because I don't hear any sharp edges. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that's from think, be- fingers being ripped clean off. Maybe. I mean, you know that uh, this is a really hard sport to get into because you have to you have to fundamentally give up eating beans. I like it. I like it. I agree with that one. Inside, inside the <laughs> they say they um they train with unusual weights and expandable bands that strengthen their muscles and tendons around their fingers. Wow. Um, and it originally started in the Alpines as a way to settle uh, disagreements. In back. the Alpines. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. a way to settle disagreements. <laughs> settle yeah. disagreements. That's this the is best how, they came up with. That's what they came up with. Not. You know, punching to the death or or swords like medieval times. It was let's rest, strap a piece of leather around our one middle fingers and pull. Times. Yeah, a, the, a good old fashioned <laughs> finger pulling contest. Yes, yeah. there's 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 all kind of guidelines on like how the leather band is and the size of the table. It's like an actual sporting event out in um, Austria and Germany. They keep adding weird Olympic events. You yeah. Know? So yeah. So, so it's conceivable. We were at Maya and I were at Chili's. And uh, we were there at, at noon on a Saturday, <laughs> and, so and they had all the TVs on. <laughs> so and the only sport that they had was Olympic speed walking. Speed walking. Have you seen <laughs> Olympic speed walking? <laughs> they, they are some sassy competitors. For they an are very hour, sassy. I, I, well, they train they over at the mall on, on Saturday <laughs> mornings. <laughs> the thing, the winner won in an hour and 26 minutes. That was the winner. For, for the what winner, was the distance? The winner was lapping sure. people. Like, yeah, in the city, people. you know, big laps. Russia and um, 
China. China, where where it took the all top. Yeah, top but spots. but the thing is, is like they're the weirdest looking thing, you know. Yeah, going really fast, they're and they all have super skinny. They have um the the loop. I would guess would be a mile or so, and and they had judges like every fifteen feet watching the feet because the, the, the difference like, is your, your foot to be a speed walk your uh, one foot has to be completely completely flat on the ground at all times that's a walk versus a run and so they're just popping left and right disqualifying like, people like they, like they disqualified the girl who was in, in second face. place they're like boom she's out and she's out I mean, so like you don't get like two or three warnings like nope no. if you do you're it once done. you're done wow. they, they go boom, they flag you don't have you at least one foot out. on the floor at Dang, each time that's intense and so like and then, some of them, I mean it looked like they were running yeah yeah right to it me looks that like, would have been a run <laughs> yeah or the the speed they were going it looked like a full on run to me but yeah but they had they but kept their feet like, they didn't have anything else on for an hour and a half other yeah. than this one this race is all we watched we were there see I don't understand that because like we're talking they they would cut away like mid swim race like a very exciting race the NBC Sports Network. It was the live okay. feed versus the, live the highlight the package, day. you know, yeah. later and I, in the day. And I was like, is there not anything else on right now? I mean, yeah. I know NBC had like six channels going, so why is why are all the TVs on this one random women's speed walking race? It's like, man, I just mm. want to get some wings, go to Chili, just kick back, watch some sports, put on the speed walking for the next two hours. <laughs> <That's> very disappointing. <laughs> but Although I do think we've now found what uh, Olympic sport we can try out for in four years. Yeah, there yeah. If there's anyone that I could conceivably yeah. have a shot at That's especially it. if you snuck in some heelys yeah you know oh yeah oh, my rollerblade yeah definitely as long as you keep two feet on the ground at all times yeah, yeah. they just say nothing about yeah. those wheels the last time them. i checked with heelys you need both feet on the ground yeah. <laughs> yeah. not that i use them all the time but <laughs> all right what do you have calvin um i've been trying to piece together something it's not i know there. you haven't been engaged in actual the actual He's too, that we're he's too to working create. on he's, he's you're working on like his life. one and a half minutes. You're making the other forty not good. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even gonna be a good one and a half. <laughs> um actually I have a bit of a twofer here. Um I think it was my first time on the podcast and the slice I brought had to do with the uh selling of the kidney to for an iPad for an iPhone. Oh yes. Well, I have an update on that. Oh. China puts nine has put nine people on trial. After this whole debacle, uh, the trial of nine people charged in the case involving a teenager who sold his kidney to purchase an iPad and an iPhone uh, concluded in a Chinese court on Friday. Um, the defendants included the surgeon who allegedly removed the kidney from the 17 year old and other people who were in on the scheme. But I just wanted to update that uh, selling your organs on the black market does not pay because they have all been imprisoned and have found guilty now. Did he get his iPad? <laughs> yeah, did he get his iPad? That's a um, good question. I don't see how they could have taken it away. I mean, he earned it. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm no judge. So but I wasn't here. We're going to lock them all up. They did it. So did he do it? Let's get looking, like, did man. some family like need a kidney, so he sold it? So then they would reimburse no, him, or just, just really wanted just, an he, iPad. Yeah, he really wanted an iPad. So it's just his as a way to get Craigslist. it. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. So he found a doctor that would help him out. So, so it is illegal. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're thinking about it, and you really want that iPad, I just say, you know. So your slice is actually just a PS to a former slice that you had. Oh, no, that's the first part of my two. slice. <laughs> All right. Um, and now I'm going to get into uh, some meatiness here. Some new material. Some new material. <laughs> 
um, and this is more like B side material. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, what we started with wasn't B side. <laughs> no, no, yeah. That was your that A was, A list. That was radio single. Right. That was radio your, single. You brought your big hit first. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's downhill from here. I peaked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, there will be a new Denny's opening up in Vegas. <laughs> A new new Denny's restaurant opening up in Vegas with uh, a full bar and a wedding chapel. Awesome. It will be the newest 24-hour diner, and um, uh, it'll be their flagship diner by the end of the year for downtown Vegas. A 6,400-square-foot eatery will include interactive photo booth, uh, Vegas-themed props, and everything. And a stomach Everything, apparently. Everything. Uh, Can you sleep there? They will feature a range of wedding packages at its on-site chapel, including wedding cakes made from Denny's pancakes. That's pretty sweet, actually. (laughs) So it sounds like a pretty sweet deal, right? Yeah. So it got me thinking. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. It it, it got me thinking on (laughs) what would Denny's really have to do to convince me to have my wedding there? Uh-huh. Convince yeah. me, Calvin Curley. To convince me, Calvin Curley. <laughs> so but, it well, made me think. So, but but, but that's presuming that's presuming the concept as it stands isn't <laughs> it's enough, it's enough for yeah. you to get married there. I mean, well put. Yeah. So yeah. so so it's not so that down the road, if you're ever like, oh, you know, we're just working some stuff out in our marriage. I don't understand. We got off on the right foot. You know, we got married at the Denny's. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So unfortunately, I have already had my wedding. So okay. I guess this would be more of a renewing of vows. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, right now I'm just going to play. You know the the Joe everybody uh, type of guy. You go to Vegas with friends. I you go meet to the Vegas. Can we call him? Can, we, can yep. we call him Denny? Let's get. Yeah. So I'm going to be Denny America right now. <laughs> so it made me Calvin Curley, Denny America, think of the top seven things in in or in honor of our seven year podcast anniversary. Right. It made me think of the seven things that Denny's would have to do to convince me. This is how we're commemorating our seven years with a list to convince me, Denny yes. America. <laughs> To get married there. Okay. Okay. All right, let's do it. Uh, and they are not good. <laughs> uh, Premarital slacks. Yeah. <laughs> get your whistle out. Yeah. All right, so number seven. All right, listeners, you can play along at home. Go ahead and get your slide whistles ready. Get your slide <laughs> whistles ready. Uh, drum, uh, drum roll me if you can. Uh, number seven. A giant pool filled with Denny's coffee. Wait, it has to be at least eight hours old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Why, why eight hours? Well, that's, 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 that's the only way they coffee. have their yeah. coffee. Oh, okay. It's Just like, wanted. hey, the coffee's ready. Okay, we can serve it tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Number six. Instead of the two, four, six, eight value meal, I'd want them to have a one, three, five, seven value meal. And this is really only because I feel that odd numbers get the shaft when it <laughs> comes true. to value meals. <laughs> okay. No, everything's yeah. 99. Not according to Denny's right now. Not they according have, to Denny's. And, 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 and McDonald's has had, had the one buck meal, the one buck the menu. dollar menu, yeah. the dollar menu. Don't try, it. don't try and ruin his slicing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm really. This is his marriage we're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really trying to accost Denny's right now. <laughs> so one three five seven value meal, make it happen. Number five, what would be on the one? The one would be Coffee. like half an egg scrambled. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> something like that. For when to keep their weight down. Yeah. yeah, who who for some reason are eating at Denny's? Maybe like just the crust of the toast, <laughs> just the crust. Nice. You want to increase your fiber. So number five <laughs> of the top seven things that would convince me 
Denny America <laughs> to have my wedding at Denny's. <laughs> Number five. Uh, instead of moons over my hammy, <laughs> silly. I I want to have doubloons over my Camry. <laughs> so look, look. This is what's happening here. <laughs> Please <laughs> tell us Please what's explain. happening here. They'd have to give me doubloons, like of old pirate treasure. Say like gold doubloons. Yeah, gold okay. doubloons, and they'd have to give me a Toyota Camry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and like, pour the doubloons over, over the, the Camry, Camry and then present it to me. Uh-huh. And that would make you have your wedding there. Well, yeah. If it I was, mean, you could sell the doubloons. Like, considering right the other six things as well were happening. <laughs> yes. All right, the number four. Instead of chicken fingers, uh, falcon fingers. <laughs> how, how, have, how have you somehow, with your seven list thing, blocked out 12 minutes of the podcast just for your own material? Jesse's the guest in the studio I know, I'm today. enjoying it. I'm he got enjoying three it. minutes. He's getting, he's getting real I'm enjoying it. I'm minute nine right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go faster. No, I, in, number three, instead of Grand Slam, well, actually, I'd keep that. <laughs> uh, there you go, yeah. Number two, I'd actually, I'd actually prefer getting married at an IHOP mm. uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, just think about the wedding night. Nope, I, I don't know what that means. I I hop. Nope. I, I think <laughs> that's how it's done. Kind of. Okay. And then the number oh one. Oh my gosh! What? 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 Was I that hop? your thing for real? You just wanted to be married at an IHOP instead of a Denny's? Yeah. Because okay. Of, because yeah. Of if the they could change, night. if they could change <laughs> the name of their, their Denny's buildings. to an IHOP, they did buildings do that. I put an IHOP thing. inside the Denny's. Ooh, now I that's like that. a great yeah. idea. Yeah. 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 You know it's how they like used a food to have court. Denny's is now becoming a food court. You know court. they used to have the smoking section square feet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the smoking and non sections. Uh, well, make an IHOP section. Welcome to Denny's. Where, what section would you like? I like IHOP. IHOP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, the number one thing was not complete. It would be something about the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the most perfect way to end that. It, it would be a witty joke about the uncleanliness of their. Stinky yeah. bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Use so, your imagination. It's kind of write your own. You can just go ahead and keep all that in there. <laughs> hey, folks, aren't you glad you listened through that? Uh, the payoff. Happy anniversary. Yep. Have you guys heard the Jim Gaffigan bit about Waffle House? It's different mm. than, I mean, it's along the same lines as Denny's, where he's like, he's like, everything about Waffle House is sketchy. He's like, even their sign, it looks like a cut up like ransom note letters. <laughs> He's like, sometimes a W goes out and it says awful house. <laughs> he goes, I've, th- I've thrown up multiple times at a waffle house and I've come back and gone to the bathroom and been like, oh man, remember that time I threw up here? Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have heard that. You're right. yeah. He's like, I've seen a gun twice in my life. And both they were both at a Waffle, waffle house. house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, I love how the Waffle House menu has pictures on it. Like, here you go. Uh, just in case you forgot what a waffle looks like, uh, here's our menu. <laughs> All right, well that'll do it for your slices. Stay tuned. Up next, of Monsters and Men. Yeah. Uh, na nostalgia. Thinking about my old hometown. Growing up with folks showing us loving that knows no bounds. But still, I'm hey, y'all single. Dolo style. Mama and dad keep sticking two together because we don't know how. Nowadays, it seems like love is fast. Come and go doesn't last. Little bundles of joy cost big bundles of cash. And it's hard to buy in the city. I'm always flying. I'm busy. Do I need something real? I kind of get by with MIDI and bother by all these cities. Seem the same till they're home and likewise maybe listening to shad song is it ain't over 
from his new mixtape, which we told you about a couple weeks ago. Melancholy and the Infinite Shadness. Definitely get it. It's incredible. Over the last seven years, we've had a lot of interviews here on the Relevant Podcast. We've talked to authors and leaders. And one of our favorite things to do is to talk to artists that we're fans of and inspired by. It's a chance to kind of get to know them more intimately and 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 kind of it brings another dimension to their music. Well, one of our favorite bands this year has been the breakout story of Monsters and Men. You don't really think of their home country being a hotbed of music, but this Icelandic band has been buzzing ever since they released their debut album, My Head is an Animal, here in the U.S. back in April. They're actually featured in the new issue of Relevant, but we're such fans, we wanted to circle back and talk to them here just for the podcast. Our very own Heather Croto recently interviewed them. Here is Of Monsters and Men. it seemed like all people really knew of Icelandic music was Bjork and then for a few years there was kind of an explosion of hardcore music but now the industry obviously has to grow and mum and and now you guys are are making waves and it seems like people are starting to pay more attention and ask what Iceland really has to offer can you give any insight into what the what the music scene is like there and what could be coming out in the next few years oh yeah um, well yeah, I, I feel like there's so much music going on in Iceland, and you know, like it, it is a bit hard when you're you're a tiny island in the middle of the ocean, you know, to get noticed. Um, so, uh, you know, these fans will often just like they they will often not even think about going outside of Iceland. So they pretty much just stay in Iceland and and um, you know are kind of free to do whatever they want because the market isn't really big and. That's why I think there's a lot of uh, different things coming out of, uh, different kind of music coming out of Iceland because, you know, you, you kind of have the freedom of, of doing whatever, you know. A lot of the songs lyrically are a dialogue back and forth between you and Raggy. Does your writing process have that kind of back and forth as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, me and Raggy work really well together. Um, and um, you know, when when we first started to write together, it just kind of clicked. It was it suddenly made a lot of sense. You know, like you've been doing this for a while on your own and stuff. But when we started to write together, it just kind of like felt right. And with the lyrics as well, we just kind of like, um, you know, we will sit down and we will talk and we will, um, you know, we will think maybe the song has already ha- already has a story because like you, you know, you're writing it and, and the story just kind of follows, but maybe not. And then we, we're going back and forth like, yeah, what, what's interesting? What do you think is interesting? And, and then we talk and, and we just kind of make this um, 
like alternate story behind the story, you know. So a lot of the times when you know there's lyrics there, and we kind of know that there's uh, there's much more to it. There's a bigger story, but we kind of try to not get like too too literal. Oh, cause you love, love, love when you know I can't love you. Love, love, love when you know I can't love you. Love, love, love when you know I can't love you. The music is obviously very influenced by mythology, but in spite of that, there are several songs that are, are very obviously have really personal meanings, um, like Love, Love, Love. Is there that type of underlying personal story to all of the songs, or are some of them just purely fantasy? No, I, you know, I feel like all of the songs have a personal story, even though, even though it's a story that, you know, it's true what you're saying. Like some of the stories have like really personal meanings, you know, and and like all the songs, I feel like me and Rocky, we draw different. Like even though we have this story, we both have our own personal story in it. So when we're writing about a person, I might be writing about a person. I have a person in mind, and he has a person in mind, but we kind of meet halfway and tell the story together. But that's that's also the great thing about lyrics sometimes because people can kind of just they can listen to something and the artist has something completely different in mind than what you're thinking about I really like it when I hear songs and it just like hits me you know hard and I'm like yes this means this to me but it might mean something completely different to other people and the fire on his skin oh how time goes fast and we I'm sure it's really easy to be isolated in Iceland from a lot of what's happening culturally around the world. Um, did you guys immediately realize how rapidly the album was gaining momentum in the States and other countries abroad? Or, or you know, was there a certain point where you realized, wow, this is a lot bigger than we ever thought it was going to be? <laughs> yeah, I think we're always realizing that. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's always weird, you know. And especially when we came, we came to America, uh, and it was like it was kind of our first proper show um, at South by Southwest in America, and uh, and we were playing this bike shop, and and you know we didn't really think anyone would actually come, um, but then um, you know it was it was crowded and people were singing along, and we hadn't even released our album, and and it felt very surreal, and we we're always kind of having these moments of being somewhere and. And it just kind of clicks, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> That was of Monsters of Men. 
Check them out at ofmonstersandmen.is. There's a hiding place on the bedroom floor. I cover myself in the cold wind blow. I've been living like a ghost in a cage of steel with a gate wide open on the battlefield. You're listening to Matthew Perryman Jones. The song is Keep It on the Inside. <laughs> no, I feel like that song should be about me. Like, yeah, you got something to say? Keep it on the inside. <laughs> keep, it, keep it on the inside. Is it Denny's related? Okay. Yeah. Can you say it under a minute and a half? Then keep it on the inside. <laughs> um, it's time for your feedback. Last time we asked you, well, here's the thing. We got talking about Cameron Enterprises and how Cameron Enterprises, eight-year-old Cameron, had planned to uh, uh, launch a company that had a publishing division, retail, and theme parks. And how old were you? I was eight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we got one out of the three down. And if you count online retailing, we got two out of the three down because mm-hmm. com, the all-new RelevantStore.com. So we got to work on the theme park thing here. So we thought, uh, we got talking about what our theme park would be. Calvin came up with the tagline, Ride the Magazines. Yeah. We like that. We went with that. Uh, so we wanted to ask you, what rides should be in our theme park? You went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Here's some of our favorites. Uh, DQ Dallas on Twitter said that one of the Riding the Magazine rides would be the water, water skiing with Twiggy the Squirrel. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. 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 Isaac Fillmore said, in the relevant podcast land, uh, there should be a whale shark aquarium. For $50, you can swim with the whale sharks. Oh. For $100, you can punch them in the face. Ooh. And it's a shark. You can feel totally okay about just walloping a shark in the face. <laughs> oh, uh, real quick, Maya. Amy says that there's, she's glad th- that there's someone else out there that sleeps with their ears covered. She says they slept with a blanket over their head for the last six years uh, <laughs> in fear of bugs getting into my ears. I actually saw a news story this past week what? about someone who had... Uh, spiders living in there. I think I sent that to oh, most yeah. of you guys. Yeah, the one in, it was like over fun. in Thailand or something. Yeah. And yeah. they showed a picture of this little, like, hairy spider, like, with its eight million eyeballs no. looking. So it's actually a completely rational. So, totally so true. Maya, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a podcast listener who follows us on Twitter mm-hmm. tweeted the podcast and said, uh, It's perfect. There's a pillowcase with yeah. a hoodie built in and with a link. Oh, really? And so I looked, and it is a company who has a website. They, they've made uh, various select, uh, colors of pillowcases with sweatshirt hoodies built into the pillowcase. Yeah. Perfect for you. Perfect. I saw I, the picture I, you showed I, me. And I bought you one. You did? Okay. I bought you one and it's on its way. I'm excited. It's actually you're, very reasonably priced. You're, you're, you ruined the surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. It's going to be a special. Yeah. Yeah, it's hoodiepillow.com. Million dollar idea. Right there. Available for nineteen ninety nine. Um Matt Van Epp says that at Podcast Land they should have snack booth called Slices where all the food <laughs> items come in slice form. <laughs> slices of pizza, slices of bread, apple slices, and a drink. Orange slice. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I like I like the slices of bread one. That seems like it'd be like the least popular menu item. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I'm having a great time well, in the yeah, park. Can you today. toast it, put some butter on it? No. Just 
No. There you go. You have a you can sell slices of meat. But as part of our dollar menu, you can have the crust off the slice. There you go. Well, our dollar, our menu. Some people just like the crust. Will be one, three, five, seven. Some people just like the crust. I think some people like without the crust. I don't think anybody says there's like they pull the crust off the bread just to nibble the crust. Yeah, it's it's like got to be someone out there that does that. No, I I knew a weird guy in high school. Who <laughs> I think we all knew we were going Yeah, no, that's it. I wasn't going to no, say anything. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no he, he would, you know, like the bread ends and like the bag, uh-huh. you know, he would, he only wanted his sandwich made with the bread ends. So like oh, he would, expensive. when, you know, like his mom and dad would come over from the grocery store, he would like reach his hand all the way to the back of the bag, like pull it out and pull out the top one and just make a sandwich with that. So that's kind of like a crust guy, hmm. Yeah. you know, on our relevant podcast page, a and I want to make sure I'm saying this right, Rabbi Jitsu sure. uh, suggested, how about a giant slingshot that launches the rider way into the air where they free fall for a bit mm-hmm. before opening a parachute? Uh, he goes on to say, it would be an awesome ride, and there is absolutely no way that it could go wrong. And I agree. War Elephant 113 said that we should have something like uh, Disneyland's Hall of Presidents, but instead of presidents, it'll have guests and, and people that have been covered on the podcast, like Ice T's Bullfrog, <laughs> Kevin Bacon, who will, who would give a speech on his diet weight loss pills. Nice, nice. Yeah. good reference. Uh, cigar guy, I couldn't. I read this. I didn't remember who Cigar Guy He's was. He's the picture. The meme. guy from the Middle East yeah. that I took a picture of when oh, I was over right. there. Oh yeah, yeah. We called him Victor. <laughs> Hello, ladies. I am Victor. I will teach you the ways of love. So you just got to get really open the mic when you do it. <laughs> Hello. I think you guys went Italian on this. Yes, I, I, I combine all of the accents into one. <laughs> <laughs> a minute ago, like when we were outside, I, I can't remember what the voice you were doing was, but Arnold Schwarzenegger crept oh, yeah. into the voice. Well, actually, I was doing a voice. Look, a long time ago, I, I worked at the Four Seasons Hotel uh, out up by the pool and beach area. Oh, I used to live there. Oh, great. <laughs> I, remember, I remember you. And um, uh, I wasn't asking, but uh, this is my. <laughs> um, so down in the the bowels of the Four Seasons Hotel building, uh, you know, there's all the people kind of convened. I right, the bowels. Yeah. <laughs> I, I snuck a cop into the bowels of the Four Seasons and shacked well, up down there. there it was only months. one season year round. Yeah, but so everyone will get down there, and that's where the laundry is and everything. And there'd be this one guy that would always see me like pushing the giant barrel of like towels like that had been like freshly laundered to go up to the pool and beach area and he'd and he was this european guy i couldn't tell where he was from but he'd always see me and go hey it's missed the pool and beach <laughs> <laughs> and i'd always be pushing the towels down the hall or whatever i'd be getting like the umbrellas like, ah, it's a missed the pool and beach i hope it don't rain today <laughs> like <laughs> Was it Balky from <laughs> a little bit like Balky, a little bit like Doesn't that matter. doctor from The Simpsons? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's exactly how he talked. So I would always, so people would make fun of me and call me Mr. Pool on Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the voice that I was doing. It's a genuine person who's out there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, also in the hall of uh, whatever we want to call it, uh, John Tesh, who would provide the oh, main absolutely. speech of the show, and will also end the show uh, playing. Round ball rock, mm-hmm. of course. Of course. Um, War Elephant One Thirteen also threw in a PS. I I also believe all the rides of the entire theme park should I be like manned this. by Chad Michael Snavely. 
Only because that means there'll be more work for Snape. Thank you. Look what it says after that. Hashtag slide, slide whistle me. Slide whistle me. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Slide whistle me. You know, Jesse and I were talking earlier that how great would it have been at, at Medieval Times last night if John Tesh live scored yes. the event. Yeah. Like he had a booth next to the king. Next to the king. You know how the king was up on a platform? Yeah. John Tesh had his own booth with just the 88 key cork Triton. And he was scoring the whole thing. And event. he just feels it. Like, he feels yeah. the passion. The yeah. heat, different every the, show. When the, you know, when the, when the, like yeah. when the when the bad guy was from, coming. Like, from the village before of Before he appeared. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he started booing. The people yeah. of the like, north. Like, like <laughs> the, the lights would dim and fog would come out of the hole. And then before he emerged. And then. <laughs> Keep that like, on the inside. Do. Kind of music and stuff. And you're like, ooh, someone's going to go And the crowd starts booing. Yeah. It, it was a it was a very thinly constructed plot. <laughs> like, we're, yeah. okay, it's like you come. We're going to do this tournament uh, that starts off as just kind of fun and games, like who can ride the horse the best. That ends up being a fight to the death right. for the, mm-hmm. for the hand of the 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 princess, which is a little messed up. Right, a it's, messed it's, up. it's a little messed up. Then. Of the, the bad guy, of that. yeah, the winner of that that gets the hand of the yeah. prince, but right. the princess. But about halfway through, we're interrupted by a visitor who we're told is from the village of the north, <laughs> no, the, the kingdom of the north, the kingdom of the he north. He was a knight representing the king of the kingdom of the north, a very evil, like they they'd conquered other lands, but oh. had kept a peace with this with our kingdom, yeah. and the northern border was was safe. But the knight was uh, uh, told to come down and convey a message that unless he was given the hand of of the king's daughter, that there would be trouble at the north border. And, and the mm. king's like, "Don't you see? We got a tournament going on right now yeah. to decide and that very bad thing. timing." Yeah. And the guy's like, "Well, don't you have other children that you would favor? So you can just kind of give me this one, and you can hawk off your other kids to your knights, because <laughs> yeah. I basically want this one because she's the fairest of the land." Yeah. Yeah. He, was, was she in fact fair? Was no, she pretty? No, no, no not she really. She was a terrible. She's pretty yeah. ugly. She, she oh. was the thing that kept pulling me out of the moment. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I, I would have been sold, but yeah, I mean, for a lot of the time, I'm sitting there drinking Sierra and tearing apart a chicken with my bare hands, right. feeling like I've actually traveled back in time, mm-hmm. you know, to, to the time of King Arthur. And then she comes on and botches a line and took me out of the whole thing, you know? And then all I had to do was boo the yellow guy. You know, the yeah. whole Kingdom of the North thing, it just went out the window at that point, you <laughs> they know? They really didn't need it. They didn't need it. But then, so the winning knight of our knights battled the bad knight for basically for peace of the land. Right. right. And he ended up our night, not to give it away. Spoiler right. alert. Yeah. Uh, ended up you winning. Might, no. <laughs> he murders uh, the guy. No, he didn't murder him. Oh, because oh yeah. Because remember that would not have he brought murdered, peace. He, he murdered exiled. the other du- knights. Yeah, he yeah. murdered all of our knights. <laughs> right. But that guy was spared and they exiled him. Yeah. Right. To Timbuktu. And it was in the gift shop. Yeah. And it was amazing that the that the final blow took place on the last stroke of that music. It was yeah. amazing how that was choreographed. The, if you've ever been to Cirque du Soleil, you know it's like you know the music it's is a big similar. a big part of the what's happening. This is very similar in that respect. But the thing about Cirque is they have live musicians doing it right there. It's just mm. like almost like Broadway. You know, that's the one thing Medieval Times needs. They yeah. need an orchestra pit or yeah. John Tesh. Yeah, yeah, or just John Tesh with a fully electronic orchestra at his fingertips. Mm-hmm. You know, we know what the man's capable of. You know, That's true. Yeah. You can do it. I I like to think that this whole medieval times format is a great way to update that show Bachelorette. I think that that's what they should <laughs> that's do. That's a great idea. Fight to the it. death. What is it? Yeah. Um, well, actually, I don't know anything about it. I've never seen it either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're right. I something mean, about 
Uh, about a really cool rose ceremony. Yeah, that, so yeah. they uh, and some really draws so in every single week. They just do the whole thing Lady set has, in like a medieval time. Yeah, we essentially a, had rose ceremonies because whenever the knight would would, rent, yeah, he would win, win the round, round, he would go over to see her and she would give him a carnation or something. So yeah, and, and then he would throw the carnation at my wife. At her, yeah, that's at true. Wife. Yeah, that's true. All right, it'll, that'll do it for last week's uh, feedback. It's time for this week's anniversary. Editorial question of the week. Well, it's our seven-year anniversary. We've covered a lot of territory in those seven years. Uh, most of it pointless. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've wasted a tremendous amount of your time. Yeah. And hard drive space. Yeah. In those seven years, we have... Uh, let's see. I mean, people have come and gone. We've had amazing guests, some really interesting interviews. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time Don Miller was on the podcast... Um, we've had obviously John Tesh. We've had artists, phenomenal artists, authors, pastors, um, and we've had a lot of ridiculous stories. Right. We want to know um, from you, longtime listeners, what what's kind of your highlights over the last seven years? Uh, what have you enjoyed the most uh, of what the podcast has done? Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Head over to the podcast episode page or head us up on our Facebook page or Twitter at Relevant Podcast and let us know your favorite moments of the last seven years, favorite stories, favorite guests, favorite whatever. I think my favorite story is probably um, Jesse's Toggy story. Toggy, really? Yeah, just with the voice and it's just hilarious. Somebody keeps asking, like they keep asking for the ketchup in the eye story. And I don't even remember a ketchup in I the eye story. Like I remember telling it, but I didn't I didn't think it was all that memorable. It was I I was at a like a McDonald's in okay. like the middle of nowhere, like in Oklahoma. Okay. And I'm with a bunch Isn't of people. Isn't that the all of the McDonald's in Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean, yeah, anything in Oklahoma it was in, in the, the middle, middle of nowhere, nowhere. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's not really relevant to the story, but I'm standing there looking up at the menu, and okay. I like I, I'm I'm examining the McDonald's, trying to determine what I want to order, uh-huh. and I can see like kind of a kid like behind the counter, and he's playing with a ketchup packet, and he's just kind of like a kind of a dopey looking kid that's you know I'm not trying to disparage McDonald's workers, but he wasn't that engaged, so I'm looking and. All of a sudden, I hear a pop, like like a like a popping noise, uh-huh. and I I feel like my eye has exploded. Are you serious? I don't remember like, the story. Like stinging in my eye, and I'm like, what what is happening? <laughs> I'm like, why it hurts so bad? And I and I and I grab my eye and I look at my hand and it's covered in blood. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my eye my eye has just exploded in my head right here at McDonald's. Like, how is that? How is that even possible? And so then I'm like, ah, it hurts, it stings, because so so then I'm like, I smell ketchup at that point. Uh-huh. Like I'm smelling ketchup, and I realize that it is a ketchup packet that has burst and squirted like wow. all the way and hit me right in the eye. It's so acidic, you know, like ketchup's really acidic. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like looking and I'm like, it's like blurry. And I'm looking and I see the kid laughing, running to the back. Like he's like terrified, you know, that he just squirted, but he can't help but laugh. And so this lady comes out like a manager and she comes running and she has like one of those nasty wet towels that they wipe the tables down with. And she like is come. I'm I'm dazed. I can't. I don't have my vision. You know, and my eyes stink. And I feel her just like rubbing 
the towel all over my face. Like, oh, it's going to oh, be okay. And that's how you got pink eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, but I just remember at first being like, okay, just wipe my eyes. And I was like, oh, it's this, it's the nasty towel from the tabletops. No. But it was a, it was a terrible experience. Did you get experience. free McDonald's for the rest of your I life? didn't even get any free. Nothing? I could have sued in hindsight. I probably should have, but no. Well, you don't have any yeah. hindsight because your vision was right. Yeah, com- I was in the such a lethal combination of ketchup and pine salt. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anyway, I've never, I have a glass eye now. <laughs> Long story short. Yeah. Long story short. Don't so get ketchup that's in your how eye. That's how I got my glass eye. In, in high school, we would go on basketball you know, road trips and stuff like that. We'd always go to McDonald's for some reason. And I got really good at, uh, you know, the pickles. You yeah. know, they're not a normal pickle type material. And, <laughs> and, and the straws at McDonald's are a little larger than okay. a normal straw, you know. Yeah. They're really strong. So you could actually take the pickle. Or, and, and and stab it with a straw, and it would it would make a perfect little, you know, like the little pi- pickle piece would go right into the straw, be perfect. And would you want to like shoot and then it? You turn it around yeah. and put the pickle on your mouth side, and I could use it as a blow dart with the most amazing accuracy from anywhere in the restaurant. So you could just nail someone anybody, with a pickle. anybody with a little piece of pickle. <laughs> and so the the I got so good at it, they would challenge me moving targets, other people. And um, I, I would sit back at, at McDonald's and uh, innocent people trying to eat their dinner would all of a sudden feel a little piece of pickle land on their face. And the thing about the pickles, it would stay. It would always stay like a little mole. And, um, and, and, and the last thing someone thinks when they get hit in the face with something that stings a little is, did someone just shoot a little piece of pickle at me? <laughs> <laughs> like that cannot be a little piece of pickle. I, yeah, I was yeah. reminded of this because Ketchup, I did get maybe. a guy. I yeah. did get a guy in the eye once, yeah. and uh, he kind of had the oh, he was grabbing it. The eye reaction. is shocking, especially because I'm looking up. <laughs> yeah. My eyes are upward, you know. Right, right. So it just is directly like glob of ketchup directly in the eye. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I'm the glad chances? they enjoyed that story. That's it, funny. I, I was in pain for the rest of the day. So. <laughs> well, they, got, they were amused. So, yeah. so I guess matters. it was worth it in the end, you know. What's <laughs> a little ketchup? And maybe a listener will send you some free McDonald's, actually. I, you know, yeah. if they if they would want to send uh, free McDonald's, I think no one would be complaining no about that. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we want to know your favorite moments, your favorite stories, your favorite guests. That'd be fun to to help us reminisce. Seven years. A lot of, lot of time has passed. I'm trying to remember. I remember the very first one. The very first podcast? Yeah, yeah. It was just me and Juan in a small room talking about the new issue. <laughs> I remember the first one I did. It was me, you, and Juan. And, and I remember my first slice because it was well, here, really terrible. Here's what I think happened. <laughs> I, I, like I was, it went over very poor. Like but, you and Juan were both looking at me like, mm, I, was I don't trying know about to, this guy. <laughs> I was trying to remember so how well. it evolved from that, like which was just me and the managing editor talking about the contents of the magazine. Well, that comes out once every eight weeks. Yeah. So that's... <laughs> a lot of time to fill. <laughs> a lot of time to fill in between. So I was trying to remember how it went from that, just me and Juan, to kind of the current format, which we've had for a long time. Um, and I remember you were the first one who joined us. And I remember it's because me and Juan weren't very funny by ourselves. It wasn't funny. It wasn't very listenable. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's this funny young kid that we just hired. Let's get him in here. And I disappointed greatly the first episode. I, I, remember, I remember my slice was like... I don't even know why I thought this was slice worthy. It was like Nomar Garcia Parra, like the baseball player, like rescued someone who like fell in a wa- in the water somewhere. Well, like barely was, notable. See, back then we didn't know that slices were supposed to be the weird news of the week. Yeah. We thought, hey, this is something interesting <laughs> yeah. that happened. Something yeah. moderately interesting. Something yeah. moderately worth downloading yeah. to be informed by. Yeah. You know, no. No, it quickly devolved from that. We just wanted to be funny. Yeah. 
So, so when did you join? Do you recall when that would have been? Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember like the like date wise. I just remember I mean, that we was can the look first. It up. I have, I, I, mean, we have yeah. I need to look it up. But, but I, I think it was shortly after that that we changed formats. What was it? The fall of '05. Probably. Okay, because yeah. we started obviously August of '05. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my a fall feeling of is that it was October of '05 that yeah. you joined because I had just got off the road that's that summer and right. then started that fall like right after the summer tour ended. Right. Pretty much. Right. I think you probably joined. You know, we probably tried to give it a month or two. Yeah. Making you know trying to be legit. Yeah. And they were like, man, nah, let's just invite Jesse in. And <laughs> yeah, that's, this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't working. Yeah, and then I, I did the uh, I did the editing forever. For so, six, five years. Five years. Oh, when did you join? Three years three ago. Years. Three yeah. years ago. So I did it for four years. And then Chad, uh, I realized we hit a glass ceiling. It didn't get any, get any better than this. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, we could either uh, shut it down, <laughs> or, or we could hire somebody who knows what they're doing. And uh, yeah, Chad joined. And us. they shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was briefly shut down. Actually. Yeah, this has all been rogue ever since. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you've been doing it three years. Yeah. And, okay, so we first recorded it in an actual office, like a ten by twelve office, kind of the size of the room we're in now, actually, at our at our Maitland offices. And then when we enlarged the cast beyond two people, we realized we couldn't fit in there. So we took over um, the, the room that we used to have two or three editors in mm-hmm. right there off our main lobby. And we made that our studio. It was actually, that's where yeah. we, it was Adam and Kara and Jesse and me. And we'd be all a really large room, actually. And uh, that's when we played the you know, the board game and Derek Webb joined us and Don Miller came in. I mean, it's, that was, but that's where podcast, we kind of got in a rhythm. Yeah. That's that where that the point. podcast figured yeah. itself yeah. out. Yeah. Was that room. And then we moved offices to our, our last one. Uh, that would have been in Oh seven. Oh seven. And then, um, we didn't have a, a nice studio room in that one because it was a large, like uh warehousey mid-century building with a few offices but largely open space and so the only kind of quiet room we could find was the ramp what room. the previous tenants had used as their mail room but it was essentially the closet under the ramp um, <laughs> you we parked on the roof of this one-story building and so there was a ramp that you would go up the parking deck and underneath the ramp is where we recorded the podcast mm-hmm. my theory was acoustically it was like an amphitheater mm-hmm. you yeah. know and I was like well they do performances in amphitheaters why not we why don't we just record there <laughs> and what? it was it was Unbelievably hot in there at times too. We had a window AC AC. unit like in the side of the wall, but when you record, you have to turn it off. And we record, as you know, for an hour, and our roof is (laughs) concrete. So it'd be midday, baking concrete like an oven. No exaggeration. With the door shut because we had to shut the door, or else you could hear everybody else in the office. And we're right next to the printer. And so we had to shut the door, seal us off, and sit in a kiln for an hour and a half. And we bring bands in there sometimes too, and you know they're all sweaty. But it was cool. I mean, that was sort of that was the vibe, you know. And and we that was when we first started. I feel like it was there because prior to that, we had bands come through every once in a while, like in the Maitland office. But under the ramp, I remember got to a point where having people come so often. I remember two occasions distinctly where I'm sitting there because I worked right my my I had a desk right by the front door, and Adam was right over there too. That bands came in that we didn't even know who they were. Like we didn't realize they were scheduled to come. 
and we didn't know who they talked to, and we're like, they're like, yeah, we're here to be on your podcast, and we're like, um, sweet, all right. <laughs> well, we didn't, we didn't have a chat back then, and yeah, they're yeah. just gonna wing it. it. Went through the, yeah. I guess they emailed me or something. I'm like, yeah, sure, come through, and they just showed up. Yeah, and, and I remember just like bringing them back there, and like literally knowing nothing about their band, and just like I had never heard of them before, and we're just like asking them questions, like, cool, so awesome, so you play you play bass, right? You know, like, but it was, but that was kind of like the gorilla beginnings of, yeah. you know. And then I remember, um, Gunger was coming in. So we were doing, we were doing a while where, I mean, a lot of bands were coming through, like you're saying, and the performances were getting better and better and better. And one of my favorites in that era was, I mean, there's a lot of good bands, but one of my favorites was Pigeon John came through and we had Pigeon, a, a Gib on drums and he had a DJ. And they did live, you know, live hip hop right there in the studio. It was incredible. And then, um, our, you know, that was when Flynn was doing it. Actually, Flynn yeah, produced Flynn, this yeah, thing for two for years. Bit, yeah. yeah, that's right. Sorry, Flynn. Um, <laughs> and uh, not like just listening or anything. So then I, we were still recording in the ramp room, uh, which, if to, to give you proper scale, at its peak, it was eight feet tall ceilings. But over the you, you could yeah. crack your but, head like but over the course but over the course of twenty five feet it went down to literally zero, and so at the zenith and it was only right at the end where it hit eight feet. Mm -hmm. So as you're as you would move into the room seven <laughs> feet to the right, you're cracking oh, your head on beams. Yeah. I I, I remember I hit my head like so hard multiple times and my eyes were like watering. Like, yeah. like I was just like trying to hold in my anger. Like, I'm sorry guys, I need to take a walk for a minute. I really cracked my head and I don't trust what I'm going to say in front of this open microphone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, so bands always were hitting their heads. It was, yeah, it was rough. But, um, but then we had, we knew Gunger was coming in and, and we thought, oh man, we really like Gunger and they're bringing a cellist and, and this would be cool to like, Turn on a camera. Chad was with us at this yeah. point. You hadn't been a couple there that months, long. maybe. Yeah, and and we wanted to start getting the video too. And so we thought, all right, well, we have like a Canon Rebel or something. <laughs> so let's, uh, you know, let's record it. And we had two of us with basically Canon Rebels, um, and we recorded Gunger. Those performances. There's three different songs. One of them has 1.2 million views on YouTube, yeah. and the others they're, are they're six, all over seven, eight hundred thousand yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah. So like. And that made us think, okay, we need to start recording, videoing yeah. these bands when they come through. And uh, not long after that, we built a studio in the back mm -hmm. uh, area of our old office. And we thought, oh, well, it would be a good idea to move the podcast back there, too. Well, we can spread out and not be in the hot room anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. But then we were open air to the whole office. And it was nobody like, found our jokes funny. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and, 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 and you're recording this like okay, so we're in a room, we're just joking around. But when you feel like you're being listened to, you're just not as comfortable. Yeah, yeah. and um, and that was Adam had left at that time, and Jesse had left at the time, and we were trying to Skype them both in. Yeah, Adam was in New Zealand, Jesse was in Virginia, <laughs> and. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I was telling Cameron last night we were talking. I remember one time we were doing. I can't remember what the slice was about. It was something about a funeral, a weird funeral home or something. And me and Adam made, <laughs> like, we made the exact same joke at the exact same time, <laughs> but because we were talking over each other, we didn't hear it. Like we didn't. So right, we both right. repeated it, and we made the exact same joke the exact same time. Two well, there's times. There's this in a weird row. lag when he was in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, and and like it'd be like this delay and you guys couldn't hear each other well or like you would start to jump on a joke and then Adam had the delay and he started to, but he started three seconds after you and then you like, Oh, he's saying something. So you would stop. But yeah. then he heard you stop and then he, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> so basically then yeah, we go fired. Ahead. No. Okay. So what I was get 
Oh, you were going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> More work for Snavely. Yeah. 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 I hated my life at that period of time. <laughs> yeah. And so then we just fired Adam and said, Jesse can get it. <laughs> 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 we had him joust no, to the I death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, me and Adam fought to the death. There's a reason you haven't heard of him in a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then, you know, then we realized that was a bad idea. So we moved the studio again. And then uh, a little over a year, a year and a half ago, we moved into this mm-hmm. this office. And we basically, right now, are recording in a, what was just a normal office, but we acoustically treated it. And you guys now, after today, see pictures of it. Mm-hmm. And we have a performance studio across the street for the bands. And that worked out well. And you guys will see that, too. If you've seen any of our videos, you've seen it. Uh, but we shot over there today as well. Um, but this fall, we'll be moving the studio one last time, hopefully last time. <laughs> and uh, it'll be moving to a larger space where um, we'll have more room to spread out and have guests come in and have a kind of a proper area for the mix table and all that. So um, that'll, that'll be cool. And yet another era for the podcast starting mm-hmm. this fall. So. Uh, yeah, I feel like the, the this last era has been kept, you know, it's the Tesh era. It's, right. sure, it's, it's Tesh and everything it. after. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Right. Right, yeah, we had the Ramp Room era, the Tesh era. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're going to enter into a new era. Yeah. yeah. I think my favorite... Now, I've enjoyed every era, but I think one of the most memorable to me was the era at the old office when you and Adam would go to lunch, and there was that bike shop around the corner, and they had a huge penny farthing <laughs> in the window. And, and you guys... I don't know. It was like the gentleman society came out of that yeah. era, and all the penny farthing mustache ramblings, all that stuff for like an entire year. Yeah, like we were kind of one track mind, and we had the president of the American Mustache Association. Yeah, I, I on the distinctly podcast. remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he he liked the knights at medieval times. Did not think what he did was a joke. Oh no, it was totally serious. Like he was all about being the mustache, you know, uh, society guy. But yeah, me and Adam worked. We worked in like very close, like physical proximity to each other, and any emotional proximity. Yeah, exactly. In in every way, <laughs> we were so used to like getting in like podcast mode. Every time we would like go out to lunch or something, it would just be nonstop ramblings, and we'd have like all this more material than we. Could. All the Rambo stuff came from those. Yeah. Lunches. That's, and we're still getting uh, still getting used yeah, up, still getting miles out of that. <laughs> right. you know? But that's how it was. It was just like we would just walk around like that little neighborhood and talk about weird stuff, you know. But that, that was the era that the podcast listeners were like bringing frosties to us. Yeah, you know, that's like, right. They did because the podcast while. room was so hot. In the middle of recording, we would plea for. You know, it'd be really good right now as a frosty. Yeah. You know, I mean, just like something cold. You know, and, and and people found our address and would bring it to they us. They brought. I remember one time they brought baked goods with like you know podcast faces on them. You know? Yeah, and and the era when that was the same era where then people started sending snacks and mm-hmm. stranger and stranger snacks and and almost challenging Adam to eat them. Yeah, I mean, the you always would. It was like weird, like spicy dead animals and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, so. they, they, they had somehow like, you know, freeze dried and bagged. Like, that, it, you know. This was 08. This was 08 because uh, this was also the era that uh, Nick and Spencer Fruling um, uh, were listening, yeah. still listen, yeah. but they did the, the comic books yeah, uh, for during us. the election during the election era because we had Obama and me. Yeah, yeah. and then we had several other comic books that, that he made produced and sent to us, and they were ridiculously good and funny. Uh, it was a podcast crew solving mysteries and having capers. Yeah. And, oh wow. Oh yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It was, so it was like, it was like office. Yeah, yeah it's in the fan office. art. They're but, in my office, but they were like cool. really legit 
comic books with fake ads in them and stuff. Um, really, really well done. Actually, actually, we should scan those and put them on the podcast Facebook page because people who listen back in 08 will they yeah. appreciate the inside jokes that are all over these things. People who've only started listening in the last four months won't get them. At all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. They'll, they'll, well, there's, you know, they've got Calvin. Yeah, you got to think about where you're taking it in the future. You know, yeah. new office, just a new generation. So, uh, so <laughs> along the same era, these, the same uh, brothers, they uh, we we picked fights a lot with with Canada. We still do. Yeah, way more back then. Right. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I mean, it was venomous. It was like Canada was though. our yellow. We night. still block their IP from accessing this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, Anything reason, north of the border, we picked fights with Canada, and it's a virus. And the Fruling brothers are Canadian. And they sent down. They made a, a drawing of of the continent, and it said, mm. "America, Canada's George's." <laughs> and it had the continent kind of walking, be bopping down the road, and it was cut off George's, you know, where America would be. And hanging out of the George's was Florida, <laughs> pixelated. Yeah, a pixelated Florida and a little line that says "relevant media group." Right. Didn't that you show get the up idea. and dig? Well, like, that's the thing. Yeah. And then, like for some reason, this is like four years ago. And then for some reason, like six months ago, somebody uh, put it on Reddit. Reddit. Okay, yeah. and it got millions of shares. And it said, "America, <laughs> Canada's George." And the person who posted it manipulated one minor thing. They took Canada, America's George's, and, and, and the original has J apostrophe O-R-T-S, mm-hmm. and they took out the apostrophe so as to manipulate it and make it not you know, plagiarism or right. whatever. They posted it. Yet they left the relevant Love media, media group, <laughs> which made no, no sense. sense. If you're going to wipe something out, wipe yeah. that out. Yeah. And I posted it. And so I'm down the road getting a sandwich one day, and the guy behind the counter just goes, Hey, aren't you from Relevant? And and I'm like, yeah. And he goes, Oh, I saw you guys on Dig today. Okay, I've never seen this kid before. How does he know I'm from Relevant? Yeah. First of all, and 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 he goes, and he just looked at me kind of puzzled. What did that mean? Like, why was this thing? About, he goes, Was it making fun of Relevant? Was it making fun of America? <laughs> like, what was? Like, what like, was it? Seriously, man, this made no sense. Yeah, <laughs> what does it mean? Is what he said to me. I'm like, I don't know why it's up there. I just found out like 30 minutes ago, you yeah. know. And, I'm like, it's this old thing from a podcast. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. You know, he was like, I don't. I'm unoffended. I was just really confused. I don't know if they're making fun of you Trust or us, America. We're confused too. B- biggest traffic day ever. <laughs> it it kind of did spike that day. It really did. I think that's been my favorite interaction over seven years. Is that um, the listeners feel like you know we're friends and they feel yeah. like they know us and they laugh with us and like we laugh about Seinfeld inside jokes you know they laugh about these jokes and they feel connected and that's really cool to me is that this connects us it, right? it, yeah it, it, yeah and it, it really you know their the memory of you know jokes that we've said and you know really kind of being a part of you know those kind of inside rabbit trails that you know they really get a kick out of which is awesome because it is you know from the beginning feedback has been one of the staples of the podcast. Like we couldn't do it without having great material from our listeners for all the years. Yeah, actually that was how most of it started. Yeah. I mean, most of the, 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 the runs were from feedback, you know, like, right. you know, characters and voices and things, yeah. you know, the Adam and Kara and Jesse era in the ramp room, you know, it was really from feedback. It was really funny. And so, you know, to, to the, the only disconcerting thing is the only discon, you know, 
when people ask me about the podcast, they've been listening to stuff. I'm like, the way I describe it is, there's, if you go to lunch with a few friends and you joke around and laugh for an hour. And I was like, do you remember that conversation the next day? Yeah. No, most likely, or a week later, definitely not. The problem is, ours are recorded, and the other people are listening. And and like Seinfeld would craft the inside jokes, you know, they almost feel like we put that kind of thought into it. And people come up to me and like reference things from the podcast, and I'll have no clue what they're talking <laughs> about, you know. And uh, but it's weird to think that there's now literally 150 to 160 thousand people downloading this thing every week. It's crazy. Um, but we, we, we love it. We love that this it's is a, a way to connect and we really like it when you send us free stuff. So keep yeah. it coming. Yeah. And when you share it too, share it with your friends and, and help us get that to 200,000 people. And yes. then hey, there's some, the marketing guy. There's the marketing guy right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every week, especially over the last few months, we have been, uh, asking you to get the magazine. Uh, the magazine yeah. is what keeps this podcast going, keeps us in business. It's actually significantly better. Right now, there's, podcast. <laughs> there's still the um, watch promo going on. Yeah, we told you last week that if you subscribe to Relevant right now, you'll get a free Hello Somebody watch, a $25 watch included right. for free. Um, that's still going on. You can get that at um, relevantmagazine.com slash free watch. Uh, I would yeah. highly recommend you doing that. This is a great time to, time to get the yeah. magazine. Might as well get a watch, too. Right, <laughs> and you get all the subscriber benefits, the four free albums, all, yeah. all access on the website, all the magazine content, everything you want. Okay. But now we need to get some people on our social media. We just launched these things. We've been doing the podcast seven years. And just you know, only a few months ago decided, <laughs> hey, maybe we should be on Twitter. We're having fun doing it. We'd love for you to follow us. Okay, so we want more of you to connect with us that way. And we're going to pay you to do it. So here's how. Um, if you go follow us on, on Twitter or like us on Facebook, it's, it's the relevant, just search for Relevant Podcast on Facebook. Um, we want to give you a prize. You'll be entered to win a prize. So mm-hmm. um, if... All you have to do to be entered to win, not everybody wins, there will be a few winners, a Relevant Podcast mug, okay? Right. We're making them, they're, they're at relevantstore.com, uh, but we, are, we set a few of them aside to give prizes. So follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and next week, midweek, we're going to look at those lists and randomly select a few winners to win a Relevant Podcast mug yeah. as a way to say thank you. Yep. So, And these... Uh, these lists aren't huge right now, so you got a decent chance to win. Um, yep. But that's what we want you to do is to get on that list. So then, I mean, so then you're diminishing. Your so chances. you're diminishing your chances. So, so don't yeah. tell your friends. So if you don't know, <laughs> if you but if you participate, you dim- diminish your chances. But you can't win unless you participate. Mm. So it's really like I mean, this is this this, this is contest. a pivotal decision. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it is a mystery wrapped in an enigma. That it you is know, right. The, you know, the outcome. Yep. But. Yeah. All that to say, you should join. The list. <laughs> All that to say, you should do yeah. it. But you, you can't. The only win. logical decision yeah. here you so is to join. The list. So people like want to know, like, why should it, why should they follow? So okay, so on Twitter, yeah. we post pictures when we're recording. We'll lob kind of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. We'll 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 retweet some of the funniest feedback that made us laugh throughout the week. Yep. Um, on Facebook, it's more of an interaction opportunity. We we kind of tell you who's coming up and. We'll put things on there, and it's just fun to connect with you guys that way. So a lot of spur of the moment questions, like when we're actually recording. Yeah, I don't prepare, and right. so uh, <laughs> I, as I'm walking into the studio to interview John Tesh, will tweet, "Hey, do you have anything you want me to Please ask John help. Tesh? <laughs> Please help me. Please." Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, that's why you should follow us to help me out. To help, <laughs> help me do us my job. out here. 
But um, yeah, so we'd love to connect that way. So hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or Facebook uh, as well. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Our seven-year anniversary podcast. It's been a it's been a lot of fun. We have a great show next week, so don't think we're slacking off. Uh, we actually have author Bob Goff coming up next week, mm. who has a book out now called Love Does, hit the New York Times bestsellers, and uh, everybody's talking about Bob Goff. He's gonna be on the show next week. Yeah. So look at us. Not we're not we're not popping it neutral. No, <laughs> we're not popping no, it neutral. No. It's a new era. We're full steam ahead yeah. on our Heelys. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to Tesh and beyond. Really? That should be bad. Slide whistle him, please. I like it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna whistle that. I was gonna say that I'm myself. On board. So I am on board. Uh, if you want to see our new pictures, uh, we we have them up uh, in our medieval times. Yeah, we'll get those uh, souvenir photos. We'll scan them oh. and put them on the podcast page. You can check them out. They are um, terrifying. And and uh, make sure to hit us up with your feedback. Uh, go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Um, or hit us up on Twitter or Facebook and tell us your favorite moments of the last seven years. Give us more material to reminisce about next week. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I am the Falconer. <laughs> I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com. The Falconer is coming. Have you heard? Have you heard? He's on his way.